0: And one was to just be yourself, you know, authenticity is really highly valued uh, by uh, users today and people really want to know that, you know, they're getting uh, the real deal and that what they see on the website, what they read in the brochure is what they're really going to encounter when it's time to engage on a project. And so I think being, um, being straightforward with people and being, being honest and, being your 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 real self letting some of your personality show is important because again that that will actually attract uh the people that are a great fit for you
1: hi i'm caitlin pyatt owner of authentic branding and marketing where i work with female entrepreneurs to brand market and grow their small businesses i'm your host for this podcast startup marketing i'm a mom of three and entrepreneur so if you ever hear little kids in the background it's just my life trying to make this all work while i build a business I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years where I focused on marketing and branding strategy along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of startup marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd, and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of Startup Marketing. Today, we're going to be talking about brand design, and you all know how much I love branding. It's so important to creating a strong, successful business, and today's guest, Reggie Holmes, has so much great advice to share with you. Reggie is owner and creative director of Enthuse Creative. A lifelong creative thinker, Reggie was doing graphic design before he knew there was such a thing. He's a thinking man's designer who partners with diverse clients to provide a range of creative services that advance their business or organizational goals. He loves to engage with people and problems and embrace opportunities to develop creative solutions to help others meet their goals. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Reggie, and welcome to Startup Marketing. I'm excited to have you here today.
0: Thanks for having me, it's great to be here.
1: Yes, so tell me a little bit about your background and what it is you do.
0: Sure, so um, I am the uh, owner and uh, creative director at Enthuse Creative. Uh, It's a small marketing, branding, and design practice that I started uh, in 2013. Uh, It's kind of a long route to get there, but um, I wanted to just create opportunities for myself and for others and really provide um, professional branding for small businesses uh, in my area. I'm based in the, in the D.C. area uh, and have a, a background in graphic design. Uh, and, and now I've kind of moved some more of a branding strategy as well as design and really just pro- trying to provide value for small businesses, uh, nonprofit organizations, and, and other groups You know, here in the D.C. area and um, really throughout the country.
1: Awesome. So you focus on brand design and brand strategy. And as I was prepping for today, I was looking at your blog and noticed that you wrote a blog series about digital brand strategy, which is obviously really important, especially over the past year with COVID. And you note that you often meet with businesses who struggle to communicate What their business and brand is all about, which I think is actually really common among entrepreneurs in the beginning because it's just, it's something new. It's kind of hard. And you often have like a ton of these thoughts just like bouncing around in your head and it's hard to like synthesize and get it into something very clear. So, how can a small business and entrepreneur get clarity around that concept and really home in on it?
0: Sure. Um, so there's a, a couple of things that I think are helpful. Um, one of the things, and you sort of alluded to it, is that small business owners tend to uh, think primarily about themselves. Uh, they're, they're having that conversation in their head about, you know, who they are and sort of how they look, how they present to the market. And what I found it is best is to um, instead of talking to themselves, talk more to their prospects, talk to their mm-hmm. customers, talk to the marketplace, um, and that will help them sort of figure out, okay, where they need to be, who they need to be, um, and, and and what really will help them stand apart and, and differentiate. Um, branding is all about uh, creating differentiation or, or, or identifying differentiation between you and someone else uh, yeah. so that the customer – can make the choice for the right product or service that's best for them. And so, you're um you you love your brand as a business owner. You, you know it's your baby. You feel very attached and close to it. But your brand is really there to serve and meet the needs of your customers. And so, um, if business owners kind of stop thinking less uh, about themselves and start thinking more about uh, their customers and uh, what's going to really answer their questions and be the solutions to their problems that helps them. Um, and really the, the key question is, you know, what problem are you trying to solve uh, that yeah. helps with those things like imposter syndrome or, or just dealing with, you know, competition. It really allows you to hone in on what it is that, that you do really, really well and the, the solution that you provide that no one else can provide.
1: Yeah, I think that's really, I actually hadn't thought about using that question to fight imposter syndrome too. Because it's something that's really common among entrepreneurs. Um, but when you kind of continually like rephrase it in terms of like, I'm here to help somebody solve a problem or address a challenge, it really does help you, I think, too. I'd never actually thought of it like that. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So another part of knowing what makes you different is understanding how you stand apart from your competitors, which can also be a little bit tricky because right. it's not like your competitors are willing to tell you, <laughs> you know, right. like there's secret sauce and all of that stuff, you know. So what is your favorite ways to research your competition?
0: Sure. So uh, I love to start, you know, basically by uh, just looking at their websites, looking at their social media. Um, the thing, <clears throat> the thing that's important to remember is that people will, um, with their marketing channels, they'll tell you what they think is important about them. They'll, yeah. uh, we all lead with what we feel like is great about us, and you know what's kind of different or unique or noteworthy. And so, um, looking on. The information that they make publicly available um, will kind of allow you to, to, to see what well, what is it that they think is important or unique or different mm-hmm. about them, and so you can glean information that way. Um, and every every space that someone chooses to occupy, like that, creates space for for you. Um, you know, there's some other space that that they can't be in. There's some other. Uh, focus that they can't have because they've chosen this this place over here. And so, um, as you're you're looking and finding out, okay, what are the things that others are emphasizing? Is there something that you know from your conversations with the market, you know, you found is is a need that people are are having that's not being addressed by your competitors? And so that kind of allows you to, you know, maybe slide in that space and create some value that way. Um, and I also think that you know, in this in this time that we live in, yes, there is competition, um, but there's also a lot more collaboration. It's sort of a, a new time for collaboration. And so um, I know I had a coach once and uh, she encouraged me to not think about competition as competition, you know, because again, there's that, that idea that nobody can do exactly yeah. what it is that I do the way I do it. Um, but, you know, the reality is that there are a lot of us that do similar things. Um, and so. I think that, that but having that idea that, you know, we're collaborators, like you're much more likely to um, collaborate with someone that's kind of in the same space in these days and times than than maybe even compete. And so having a, a community where, yes, you guys may be going after the same projects or have some of the same, you know, target our audience, but, uh, you know, talk talk to the people that do what you do because there's a good chance that at some point – you're going to collaborate with them and not just compete against them so i do think that um especially for creatives you know we, we all can kind of feel like we're fighting for our slice of of the the creative budgets that are out there but you know the reality is that yeah i think we are we are collaborators as much as we are competitors and having that community of others that you can bounce ideas off of um that's a great way to learn as well and, and, and it doesn't feel like competition because right we're really all just trying to um to add value to our customers. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think too when you collaborate in that space like you were saying earlier, you know, I might occupy occupy this space over here, mm-hmm. but you are over here and even if we collaborate at the end of the day like there's going to be people who are a better fit for you mm-hmm. and there're going to be people who are a better fit for me. And we want we each want our ideal clients like i'm not interested in taking your clients because they're not the best fit for me they're working with you for a very specific reason and so that collaboration really likely helps get you in front of and helps grow your audience and your client base too because there are going to be people who come to you that aren't a great fit but they might be a good fit for me and because we have collaborated and because they see me in your space and that that builds trust right. between them because they can see like okay somebody else that i was potentially thinking about working with that i you know clearly felt like had some authority and some trust isn't a great fit but that other person they work with is and so maybe right. i'll go check out them so it really just kind of like gains visibility for you and kind of build your reach and increases your reach. So I'm a big fan of, of that collaboration aspect of it
0: because
1: nobody really ends up losing then.
0: Right. Yeah. There's, there's enough, um, there's enough opportunity for everybody. Uh, it is really a matter of you getting in front of the opportunities that are a great fit for you and that the people that um, are a great fit for you we'll, we'll recognize that um, yeah. And you know you'll uh, everybody's better off that way because you're, you're working on the types of projects with the types of clients that you really want to and you know you're able to create value and they really respect and appreciate your work and it's a great you know, a great fit and so that's what we're all we're all striving to achieve is not just doing work for people that we don't like and that don't respect us you know you, yeah. you want it to be a great fit all the way around for f- them for you and you for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So when you're building a brand in today's environment, what considerations should entrepreneurs and small businesses take into account to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward, especially in the digital space?
0: Sure. So there's um, there's like two things that I, that I thought about. Um, and one was to just be yourself. You know, authenticity is really highly valued uh, by uh, users today, and people really want to know that, you know, they're getting uh, the real deal and that what they see on the website, what they read in the brochure is what they're really going to encounter um, when it's time to engage on a project. And so I think being um, being straightforward with people and being, being honest and... Being your, your your real self, letting some of your personality show, is important because again, that that will actually attract uh, the people that are a great fit for you. Because um, with with a brand, they, they want to be able to um, see themselves uh, and, and see how their lives and and you know their their businesses would benefit from using your brand. And, and so uh, the more you can let that authentic personality and who you really are and what your business is really all about show, um, people will be able to identify with that. Um, and the other is, is what I just call alignment. And so that means being um, being aligned all throughout, you know, again, what, what you say and then what you do and um, just having consistent, you know, clear messaging that's easy to follow. Uh, that means, You know, toning down some of the jargon, right? We we have uh, as business owners, the way that we like to speak about what we do is like insider talk. Yeah. Uh, But unless your audience is insiders, um, you know, you can speak like a normal person uh, because real people um, are going to be the ones looking over your materials, making a decision about whether to hire you or not. So, um, and just keeping things you know, tight, sometimes less is more. Uh, People can, you know, again, thinking about it, not just like, well, I know all about this and I'm an expert and let me, you know, try to do everything to communicate that I'm an expert. You don't want to lose, you know, who it's really for. It's really for the customer. So they need to be able to follow along, need to be able to see themselves in the story or in the message that you're Mm -hmm. communicating. Um, and, And also know, what do I do with this information? So if you right. want them to pick up the phone and call you, uh, it should be clear that that's the, the call to action. That's what you want them to do. If you want them to go, you know, uh, swipe left or uh, go, you know, opt in for your email or whatever, like just be clear, be honest and, and be straightforward and have fun doing it. I think that will that will stand out.
1: Yeah, I think that's... I think that's really great advice and I think um, especially the past year I've seen a lot of brands just become really humanized because (laughs) we're just all sort of going through this same crappy situation of COVID Um, and so I think it's actually done a lot to help brands which makes it a lot easier for for entrepreneurs I was talking with um, interviewed a gal a copywriter a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how corporate brands really kind of like have this very stoic presence about them a lot of times. And COVID has really done a lot to kind of like strip some of that away and and make people realize that they're like there are humans and people behind right. all of those messages and things like that. And I think it's actually been even more beneficial for entrepreneurs because it really kind of takes the pressure off of feeling like you have to sound and look like a big brand. Because in reality, you know, that authenticity, like you said, is what's going to attract your ideal customer to you, like... I did even, you know, like I, <laughs> you mentioned at the beginning, like I have, I have guests here. My kids are all home from school today. Like it's a snow day here. My cat just almost knocked over my microphone. Like that's just the reality of like right. me, me doing my business. And so just being able to show up and be authentic and talk about those things, I think just attracts other people because they're like, oh yeah, that's, I, I, I can relate to that. Like, right, right, cool. I feel like I could, I can get along with you. I can, I can relate. So yeah, just, Brings in more. So, what are some of the best ways that entrepreneurs can establish their brand online and create that authority, create that authenticity?
0: Sure. So, I think it, it starts with um, considering the intersection between your skills and talents, and then what the what the market needs. And so, uh, again, that idea of having conversations with people about uh, what what they need from the solution that, that you provide, uh, and then figuring out how you can um, fill in the spaces where there are gaps or, you know, if there are people already in the space, like what is it that you can can add that's going to be different and, and create value for uh, for the audience? So, so I really think trying to align yourself right in the middle of, you know, where your talents and skills and gifts are and then what it is that people tell you they're looking for, um, and then talk about those things. Uh, create conversations um, around those things. If you if you can't create the conversation, then curate conversations that are already happening, already taking place. Oh, I like that. Um, And also engage with the people that that are the thought leaders, that are the experts. You know, let's say you are just starting, and you're not you're not at that level of of expert uh, where Right. Someone else, you know, that's more well-known and more established. Um, connect with that person. Social media makes it easier to, you know, connect. We think of ourselves in the beginning, you know, so to speak, as like little fish. Um, yeah. and so there are big fish out there. Well, social media makes it a lot easier for the quote-unquote little fish to connect with the big fish. Um, and so that it kind of removes that, that layer of intimidation. And, you know, we're just a few clicks away from the people that – maybe inspire us or that we want to become like um, in business. And so take advantage of that uh, because the the social world has kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. Um, And then, yeah, just engage with those people, engage on their content, you know, and take part in the conversations until you're in a place where you're the one driving and starting the conversation. um, Just take part in the conversations that are happening and give thoughtful, insightful answers um, and then, you know, take that information, the data that you gain from that and, and start to create your own content um, that stands out and then, you know, uh, drive people to what you have to say to your unique way of, um, of, of looking at things. And then, if possible, create some kind of system, um, some yeah. kind of strategy that is unique to you. Maybe it's not revolutionary in a sense that you're bringing all these new ideas and new technology to the marketplace, but it's your particular way of, uh, of packaging what it is mm-hmm. that you do uh, and, and make sure that it's something that people can understand, that they can follow, and that you can, can sustain and grow and build on. And um, as you do more of the engaging and creating content, people will um, learn more about the way that you do things, and, and you'll attract um, that pe- those people that, that – want to work with you, that, that want to learn more about uh, what it is that you do and how you do it.
1: Yeah. I I think that's really good advice. And I think um, the idea of engaging with those big fish, especially your the fish analogy really kind of hits home. I was thinking about that this weekend. And I, was, I was kind of perusing around. I don't know. Are you on Clubhouse yet? Or have you heard of Clubhouse? I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, skimming around on Clubhouse looking at um different rooms especially like the marketing ones and there are these like gigantic like people who just have gigantic followings off of Clubhouse that are just really kind of more established like you would say like the big fish right and it's it's almost a little intimidating to be like oh i'm going to hop in and like try to have a conversation but I think your advice is spot on because that's exact. I mean, that's going back to that collaboration and that kind of like building each other up. Right. That's really how, how you're going to kind of start to grow yourself and stretch and kind of go out of your comfort zone. It's how people are going to start to notice you and things like that. And again, like you're not siphoning off those people's ideal clients or, right. or audience, because like you said, like you're going to align yourself And fill a gap that those people may not be filling themselves, you know, like they're going to, those people are going to be working with, be working with, uh, clients that are probably much bigger than the clients that I'm looking to attract right now. Like I came in to fill a very specific niche of like small businesses who can't afford to be working Mm -hmm. with those big brands. And, you know, so there are going to be people who are sitting in their audience, listening to them going, gosh, I wish I could like work with you, but I know it's just not in, in my budget. And like, that's where, again, like I can kind of slide in and I can fill that gap. And so I think just thinking, continuing to think about it less as like competition and more of just like, how can we kind of like build each other up? And in reality, those people are probably excited and willing to help build you up as well. Like they're not there to just like stamp you out and Keep all the business for themselves. Yeah. So. And, and
0: and the thing is, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. The thing is, is it's it's really about being top of mind. And and mm-hmm. you know, if if I'm one of those big fish, I can't serve everybody, right? right? Um, there're going to be opportunities that that I just can't fulfill. Uh, but am I going to? I'm gonna I'm gonna look for people that I know that that are quality, um, that that I've connected with. And I'm going to try to give them that opportunity. And yeah. so what you do when you take that approach is that you're you're, you're trying to position yourself uh, to to get opportunities that, yeah, maybe those big fish mm-hmm. can't do that or they don't want to do that. But it'd be a great fit for you. And so, you know, you want to be in their networks. You want to be connected. You want people to have heard about you um, when they go looking for you to find A good representation of who you are and what you can do. You want to find, you know, testimonials and reviews that, that, you know, say that this person can do uh, a great job for me. Mm -hmm. And that's going to, that's going to position you to be able to get some of those opportunities that if you were just in a corner, you know, doing your work, head down, um, not trying to engage, you wouldn't be positioned to get. So it really, um, it, it it matters from a you personally connecting and growing yeah. your business, but also just you never know what's out there, who's looking, because um, some people don't, you know, they've got great opportunities, but they don't want to work with the person that's already there, that's already established. They want to work with the person that's on the upward trajectory. They want to work with a person that's, you know, um, if five or ten years going to be a big fish, but it's not there right now. They want they want a partner yeah. that can they can grow alongside. And so, you know, if, if you're positioned well, then that, that could be an opportunity for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all just connecting, building that network, collaborating, and then, like you said, too, having those systems in place so that when those right. opportunities come, you're ready, you're prepared. It feels like it's a good experience for everybody. Right. So, So shifting gears just a little bit into more of the design aspect of a brand it's really tempting to go to places like Fiverr and I see this all the time in some of the like entrepreneur groups there's constantly questions about like oh I'm you know I'm trying to get a logo so I'm gonna go to on, on Fiverr and I've used Fiverr before it's not uh, it's not a bad place to get work done it's sort but it is sort of like a buyer beware like you you can be taken advantage of if you don't know what to be looking for and the questions to be asking and things like that going into the process so what's from from someone who designs brands and logos what do you feel like are some of the drawbacks to using a one-off service to just go get my one-and-done logo, for example?
0: Uh, so that's a great question. And I, I thought a lot about um, how I would answer this question. And so I think for me, the key idea, um, I, I like to think of analogies and, and mm-hmm. I think about a uh, your, your wardrobe in your closet. And so there's a couple of different ways that you can think about what you're going to wear today. You know, you have a bunch of different clothes. Some you like more than others. You know, you can just pick an outfit and put it on and and leave. And how you look is how you look. And, you know, you you just go about your day. Um, But most of us, you know, think about, well, how do I feel today? Um, What do I need to do? when I'm out in these clothes? Is it, is it functional? Um, is it going to allow me to be comfortable? Right. right. Uh, and so one approach is outside in and one is inside out. And when I think about these services uh, you know, you kind of pay to get something and it's very much an outside in approach. It, it just, you're, you're, it's a, a covering basically, you know, this yep. is, uh, what's gonna represent me out in the world? And sure, it's a nice looking jacket, but you know, it's just it's just a jacket. Like it it doesn't really uh speak to who I really am on the inside, and um, it doesn't really. It's just sort of the wrong way to go about it.
1: Yeah, maybe it like restricts your movement a little too much, right, right. or it, like if it, it it's not, yeah. It fits it's, it's, you, right. but it's Perfect. not practical, or it's not. Right. It doesn't really like meet any of your criteria for what right. you need your jacket right. to do that it, day. It looks
0: good, you know. Yeah. It, it might look good, but um, it doesn't really say what you needed to say. Yeah, you know, it's it's if you were going to an interview for you know a position that you wanted to get, and you can wear a lot of nice looking jackets, but there are some that you definitely don't want to wear for you know, job interview. And so um, it's important that your, your clothes not only just fit the outside, but that they really fit well and feel great based on who you are, who your business is. And that's really what branding is about. It's really about the relationship. And so I feel like the, the, the challenge with services like that are that they, um, they don't provide that relationship between the strategist, designer, and the yeah. business owner. Um, because... One, that's sort of the way that, that the bigger companies and brands think is yep. from the inside out. It's not just we got this company and you know let's put slap a logo on it and say hey this is us you know and and um, you want to be able to do it from the the inside out because that's the strategic uh, sustainable way to build it and that's the only thing that will really allow you. Um, to grow from a place of uh, really just thoughtfulness and just careful consideration of of where you want to get to. And so I think that doing it from the beginning that way is it's going to be more expensive. It's going to take a little bit more time, um, but it's the, the proper way to do it in order to mm-hmm. allow your, your business um, – to, to grow. And, and you want to create something that can can grow alongside you. And when yeah. you just go and get something, um, you know, you're kind of stuck with it. And what yeah. happens a lot of times is, is you know, it, it works for a while, but you don't really have what you need to, to be able to grow with it. And, and your brand should be able to do that.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think I could have phrased it any better. There's just so much thought and strategy and like it's a little bit of a science when you're building a brand and when you're going to like a one-off site and you're getting just your logo like you said it might work for a little while but down the road you're going to need other components and you just you sort of start to evolve and that may not have been taken into account and so now you're just sort of stuck and then it feels like it's a waste of money and that sucks you know because originally you're you're going to a site like that because you're you think, okay, well, I'm gonna be able to spend like a few hundred bucks and get my logo.
0: Right.
1: And I don't need a whole brand right now. I just need my logos. But then, you know, a year down the road or sooner, maybe a little bit longer, whatever that time frame is, you're like, oh, I really do need all this other stuff. Right. And now that logo maybe doesn't work for me. And now I feel like I wasted four or $500 going and getting that. There's like this, there's that deeper exploration, like you said, right. that is going to happen when you work with somebody to build your brand. And I think I'd also like throw that warning out too. I've been seeing because I clicked on an ad, that a connection of mine, I was like, oh, this is, this, this is interesting. It was a, um, like a brand and logo kit um, that it was a Facebook ad. And I noticed that one of my connections had clicked on it. And I was like, interesting. Like, I wonder why she went that route versus like, I know she knows me. I know she knows like several other people. Right. And so I clicked on it. I was like, oh, I'm really curious. And also like, I'm considering offering like a a brand template to sell for like corporate marketing teams and, uh, so I was just like, okay, I'm going to do some research here. Well, now I'm getting bombarded with, like, build your own logos for $27. Right. I'm like, I didn't think anything could get worse than, like, get a logo <laughs> for $200 a Fiverr. And now I've got, like, all of these ads promising that they can build me a full brand for $27. Yeah. And, you know, they can put together, like, all the things that look like a brand. Right. But it's not, like... It doesn't have the component, like the most important component, which is that conversation around like, what does your brand need to do? How, how are your customers or your clients going to interact with it? Like there's, there's so much talk that happens. It's not just like pretty stuff that gets put on a paper. And I think that's a big misconception.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I have this phrase that I developed a couple of years ago and uh, when people you know people would ask me okay what do what do I do?" and kind of you know describe it and uh, so I like to say that uh, I'm in the people business and not the pixel business. And for, for years, I thought that you know, I'm just moving pixels around, making things look pretty, and there's your brand. but uh, the more the more I do it, the more I realize that branding is all about relationship. Um, yeah. It's you know your uh, product or service. When people buy it, they they're investing in, in a relationship, and when they continue to buy it, it's strengthening and deepening that relationship. And and um, you want to it, and and when you're building the brand, you're you're thinking about all the different aspects of the relationship that you as as an entity want to have with your customers. And you know, that's that's not something that you just order and get. Like, there's a lot of conversation, as you mentioned, that goes into that. There's a lot of thought. Um, there's a lot of dialogue that has to go back and forth between different parties to uh, make sure that all aspects of that are, are thought through. And, you know, one other thing, you know, that I'll say is that a lot of people, um, you know, so what we're talking about is like, like brand strategy. And, yeah people um, may sort of scoff at the price of of brand strategy um, or or, or the the investment of time, you know, as as well as money. But people, you know, business strategy, if we put it in terms of business planning or business strategy, well, then it makes a lot more sense. And so I I would encourage business owners to think of it that way. Like your your brand strategy is a key core uh, component of your your business strategy. And so if, if the idea of paying more, uh, upfront is challenging for you. Think of of the value of a sound business plan and strategy, and and think about your brand as a key part of that. And now it makes a little more sense um, the investment of time mm-hmm. and money that um that you know might be required to really create something that is going to be able to allow your business to grow in keeping with your business plan.
1: Yeah, I think that's really a very important distinction. And I talk about when I work with my clients to build a marketing strategy, like I talk to them all the time and I say like, you can't, you cannot separate your marketing strategy from your business strategy. Like whatever your business goal is for that year, like if you need to bring in a certain revenue amount, if you need to onboard a certain number of clients or whatever, whatever that goal is for you on the business side of things to make your business sustainable like that should translate over to your marketing strategy like you know I shouldn't be I shouldn't be just over here with my marketing like having fun and and not thinking about that stuff right. and so it's very much the same like when it comes down to your brand, and I I love that idea of like flipping that conversation and saying like think of it in terms of a business strategy like you probably wouldn't scoff at investing in your business if you were talking to a business coach who was like hey can I can get this strategy put together for you that's gonna help you know you level up from from where you're at to wherever it is you need to go so like marketing and branding isn't the same in fact if you are working with a business coach you're probably going to tell you to work right. on your branding and right. your marketing because those things they are what people see See when they come to interact with you, those potential clients or customers, like right. all of that, that first interaction, that first impression is based on your brand, is based on your marketing. And if you don't take the time to invest in it, like you're still going to get some people, certainly, and you're still gonna be able to like make your way in the world. Right. But it's the difference between like being, you know, maybe here at the average level versus being at, you know, a level a cut above that. It's the difference between just, you know, feeling okay and You know, paying your bills to maybe having a little bit more and being able to like grow and become a little bit bigger of a fish. That's what, that's what branding and marketing does for you. It kind of like unlocks that next level. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that, you know, that doesn't just happen. Like you said, it has to be thought through and then there's, you know, there's a strategy and then there are tactics that have to be put in place to to get you there. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it starts like day one though and, and I, I just wish mm-hmm. that more business owners knew that and, and thought that way and that's sort of, you know, what, what drives me when I work with entrepreneurs is to just help them to think that way, think strategically from the beginning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so critical. So as you're working with those those entrepreneurs and you're creating a brand, what is the one thing, the one component that if, if nothing else, Hey, you've got to start here. Like you can't, you can't miss this part or the rest of it just doesn't, doesn't fall into place.
0: Sure. Uh, so I I would probably say that having a clear, uh, vision of, of your why, who you are, uh, and you know, how you want to serve the world. Um, you know, so that gets to the core of your, your mission, your vision, um, your values, and um, your promise, your brand promise. Yep. And so, you know, start with why, right? That's a um, pretty well-known concept. And, and I think it, it applies when you think about branding. Like small business owners tend to tend to lead with the what, you know, yep. I'm so-and-so and this is what I do, you know, and here, here are the what's of, of my what, here are the features, um, you know, and, and then if we get around to benefits you know it's features and then benefits but a lot of times we we leave with the features like this is this is why my what is so great instead of you know the reason why i'm here is to to do this for for my my customers and and you know why is is an important question because it's 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 sort of the why you why should i as a customer choose you um why is this the right product or service for me um, and, you know, why is it going to make a difference in my life if I choose, you know, your product or service or the other guy's? And so um, so thinking about why, not just on that, you know, well, I love to uh, make or, you know, whatever it is that, that, I, that you do. Um, so going a little deeper than, than just the surface why, but really um, asking why on, on those deeper levels, specifically as it relates to, the way that your customer, you know, feels and thinks and, and the things that they're dealing with. Um, I think that's the most important thing. That's where I would start always uh, when it comes to, you know, strategically building a brand. And And I think the great thing is that answering that question well and spending a lot of time on that allows you to then be able to create, you know, visuals and graphics that that are mm-hmm. the right colors, that, you know, have the right fonts and, and symbols, Um because you've you've thought enough about the purpose behind it, um, yeah. and you're not making decisions simply based on aesthetics. You know the the aesthetics are important, um, but really, when I go in a store and you know buy whatever product it is, there, there's a why behind it. And so yeah. um, you want to make sure that that you kind of start with that question, and and then that that informs everything else.
1: Yeah. You know? I I tell my clients that all the time, and one of the things – and I, I admittedly have yet to do this myself because it's, it's an exercise that you're supposed to do, like, with someone else who can kind of, like, push you, but it's called – I'm gonna get this name wrong. I heard it on on Jenna Kutcher's podcast a long, a long time ago. But I think it's really relevant when you start with your why, and you go seven seven layers deep. And so, you know, when I say here's my why, then you know the person that you're doing the exercise with says, you know, thank you for sharing that. Why is that important to you? Right. And you tell them. Here's why. And then they ask, you know, and that process repeats seven times so that you really kind of distill your why down into something that is very personal, which I think makes it more unique and just really kind of also gives you like a stronger emotional tie to it than like your initial kind of like, Hey, why do you, why do you do what you do kind of thing? So right. Um, I think it's something interesting, but starting with starting with that why is so important because again, it's also another piece that like your ideal client or your ideal customer is going to be like, oh, I can I can relate to that. Like, right. I can relate to the fact that like you started your business because you you didn't want to have a nine to five job where like your time off every year was. Limited to two weeks, you know, like right. I can relate to that. Like that sounds really exciting. That you know, so again, it's just another piece that's going to like bring people in and make you relatable and resonate with your ideal customers or your ideal clients. So, okay. so one last question then as as you're building out all of these brands and you're working with these small businesses and these entrepreneurs, what is the biggest mistake that you see when it comes to them building their brands and what can they do? What could listeners do to avoid making that mistake?
0: Uh, so I think that the, um, one of the biggest mistakes that I see is, uh, you know, earlier we we were sort of talking about, um, the tendency sometimes to like go to Fiverr or some of these other, uh, services, you know, and just kind of get someone else's vision. That's not, uh, tied into, yeah. you know, what I'm really doing. I just kind of give them some some ideas and they come up with something and we take it and run with it. Um, but s- similarly is when small business owners kind of impose their, their own personal taste uh, and, and personal opinions on the process too much. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they might be working with a strategist or designer, someone to kind of help them craft this brand, but they're so insistent upon, you know, it's got to look this way. And, and, um, you know, I I want it to, to be this and, you know, and uh, rather than, than having this kind of what I feel like is a healthy, uh, co-creative relationship and, and um, structure, you know, with the person that they've entrusted to work you know, on their behalf, um, and and that just it, it never really works well. I mean, yeah. you know, the the idea is that you find someone who kind of understands your vision and can help create that. And yeah. you know, again, going back, you know, to, to the beginning of our conversation, like your your brand is created, it's created by people to serve people, um, and. You know, it, I'm, I wanna make something that's not just what I like or you know, it, it fits my tastes, but the idea of my brand and, and my business is is to meet the needs of real people out there in the marketplace. And so you should think about your brand the same way. Like of course again it's it's your baby, it's your your thing, and you're gonna have your influence in it and it should be something that you like. If you hire someone to create something for you, and, and you don't like it, well, of course that that's a problem. Right. Um, but you know, you're, you're you're so it's it's personal, but it's not private. It's not like you're trying to create, something, you know, hire an artist to like create something and then you hang it in your house, and it's there for you to enjoy, right? You know, it was created for you. Like you are creating your brand for the world, for your audience, for the market. And so um, that's the, the thing that I see is, is a big mistake is that, you know, people, they might have something there, right? But they are sometimes so insistent on it's got to be a certain way. It's got to have certain colors. It's got yeah. to got to look like this or, you know, and, and they, they miss out on an opportunity to really create something unique and special and, and something that, that resonates with their customers. Like, that should be the most important thing. Yeah. Um, like, I should like it, of course, but that's really secondary to um, being what, what the audience needs. Yeah. Um, and because and, that's what's going to grow my business, not how much I like it. You know? Right. Um, the, does the market like it? Does, yeah. my, does my audience like it? You know? Um, and so, so I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen as far as a mistake that business owners make uh, being able to take that step back have a process, have a partner that you can trust and that you can work really well with and then letting them do their thing. Yeah, And, and, you know, creating something that when it hits the market, people are like, that looks good. I understand who you are, what you're selling. And I want to know more, you know, that's, that's the goal, not just, well, I I like it or it's got to meet, you know, my personal aesthetic taste.
1: Right. Totally. I think that's, I think that is really it happens a lot. I've I've watched it happen to friends of mine who are in similar businesses and I think one of the things I would add on to that is then if you like if you're listening and you're thinking okay I'm going to work with a brand strategist to you know create my brand or a marketing strategist or whatever it is the process of finding the right person is really really important like right. yes you want to look at their like portfolio of work and you know do I like their aesthetic does it align with like you know kind of the direction that I want to take my brand because all designers kind of have an aesthetic that they like to mm-hmm. or prefer to work in and so their their work will always kind of like skew you know maybe it's it's more modern and clean. And and you might be looking for something that has like a craftsman feel. And a a great designer is going to be able to like switch back and forth and create anything. But when you're kind of looking at that portfolio of work, looking at it and going, okay, in general, do I really like the direction that their work goes? Because you don't want them kind of be forcing somebody to like constantly flex over to a different space that because then, like you said, like, then it kind of becomes this conversation where, like, you're you're constantly trying to kind of impose your thoughts and ideas. So, yes, finding somebody whose work looks like something that you – kind of the aesthetic that you do want to hit. But more importantly, when you have that conversation with them, like – does it feel natural? Is it a good back and forth? Is there a mutual respect of like ideas and where you're coming from and what you want to achieve? Because if that conversation is like forced, if it's awkward, if you're kind of like, okay, I mean, you leave thinking like, I hope this works out, then it's probably like a red flag that you're, you're really, you're not going to be, aligned and like you want to have that person where you can like have that na- natural kind of rapport and connection with and then like you said you want to give them the space to be able to like take your ideas and elevate it because that like that's their job that's what they do for a living so like any brand strategist any designer that is like worth their salt is going to is going to be able to do that. It's going to be able to take your vision and say like, I hear you, I see you, what about this? You know, and like, you'll be able to have a conversation and it doesn't mean you have to take all of their advice. Right. But, you know, giving them the space to do what they do best is really only going to benefit you because otherwise, if you could do what they did, like, wouldn't you, you'd be doing it yourself, right? right? <laughs> you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't need them. So... I think that I think that's a really important part of the conversation too is like don't don't try to like maintain that control and like f- kind of force a square peg into a round hole if it's not what the marketplace needs or what's going to resonate with them but then also like just find that mutual respect and like know that they're going to hear your ideas and your desires and if you're like hey, I, I know that you really keep telling me the color blue, but, like, green is really important to me. Like, right. then they're going to have a conversation about green with you and, right. like, however that works into the process. Like, they're not just going to brush you off, but likewise, you shouldn't kind of brush off their skill set. You didn't hire them to just literally move pixels around. You hired right. them to infuse that that person and the people into that conversation. So,
0: yeah, they should, they should ask you great questions, you know, I, they I think should. Uh, that's, that's the other side of it is that um, work with someone who, you know, values your inputs and, and wants your contributions. Um, but again, f- it fits in terms of your dynamic and, and the dialogue, but they, that there should be, a healthy conversation back and forth. If you go to hire someone, you sit down, and they don't ask you any questions, um, that should be a red flag for the business owner.
1: Yeah, for sure. Totally. So this has been a really great conversation. Connecting with designers is one of my favorite. Connecting with brand strategists, probably top of my list. So I have really enjoyed this conversation. I think it's been super helpful in terms of just how do I build a good brand? What am I looking for? And if listeners are wanting to connect with you, where do they find you? Go ahead and plug yourself. Or
0: go ahead. Sure. So we're online at uh, enthusecreative.com uh, That's E-N-T-H-U-S-E uh, like enthusiasm creative altogether dot com uh, on social media. Just search for enthusecreative and um, I'm at Reggie at enthusecreative.com. If you are listening and, you know, you want to reach out, please do. We'd love to know that you check this out, what you got uh, from our conversation today. It's been great to be with you. And um, thanks for, for having me on. It's been a blast.
1: Yes. Thank you. Feeling is mutual. Such a great conversation. I hope you learned a bit about the strategy and science behind building a brand. It's why I am so passionate about working with great designers and great brand strategists because they can really help you learn how to implement it and elevate your business. But I also hope you learned how you can implement some of these things yourself and really start to level up and build out your brand. I know I learn something new each time I discuss branding, and that's why I love bringing these conversations to you. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other women like you find this podcast. Until next time.